This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about time management. We are going to be exploring the makers versus the manager's schedule. This is relevant to having a successful creative life because understanding when you are working and allowed to be in flow state more of the maker schedule versus when you have to do the admin emails, punch into things, be pretty alert and attentive in short intervals of time, be more in the manager state is quite handy because there is few jobs where you just get to do one um, and it's beautiful to be in a position where you are allowed to lean more into makers. That is the ideal for me personally um, to really enjoy flow state on a regular basis. However, um, yeah, it, it really depends on the kind of work output that you're putting out. And so we're going to get into first intro into how this topic became relevant to me on my creative journey obviously would love to hear from you uh your creative journey updates are so welcome any challenges you're facing any things that you're enjoying can be positive too would love to hear your stories tell me uh anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message to share with us please include yourself as anonymous our second segment will be how to make the best working schedule for you We'll be exploring the makers versus manager style and some things to keep in mind when going about determining that within your life. And then last segment will be a culture recommendation. Uh, yeah, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate it wherever you're listening. It helps other people be able to find it. Leaving a review also hugely helps. So it's pretty wild to me how long it took for me to understand how much I love being in flow state when working. Ooh, so good to just have hours where you are in a creative process of making something. It's so meditative, it's so natural, it's so good. And I honestly didn't feel I was able to experience it until leaving Google in February. I was talking to a friend, we were walking around the park and she's like, how are things going? I was like, oh my gosh, it feels so good to be more autonomous, to have more time, like that's not interrupted by tons of meetings, to not be back to back, to be able to enter this flow state and also get way more done than I naturally would and have my mornings be the productive time. I'm so productive anytime before afternoon, then I start to waver and then I have bursts but you know it's just really nice to prioritize productivity during your highest functioning hours and all of these things and yeah so over the last few months I've been pretty good about determining what days of the week I'm working uh, more maker style and then what days of the week I'm doing more admin stuff that's a little more boring but I also feel good when it's in order and sorted out but yeah, last week was not, that went off the rails, the whole um, state of that, because I was just very much in this like dreamlike state, very intuitively aware of what was bringing me energy to the extent where I truly 
refused to engage with my admin stuff and it started to pile up and then I got to this point this week where I was like okay today is the day where we bunker down like hunker down really tune into knocking out all of those tedious tasks really check those boxes clear the to-do list in the way that I kind of functioned every single day in the corporate world in many ways just very much like what are the tasks complete them mindlessly um, to some extent emotionally disconnected to some extent and so I started to do it I started to write down a list of all the things I need to accomplish get really clear on it and as I was going through the day I was like hmm I have a little daydream a little daydream about what last night's full moon was about and so as I went on to the internet and was like oh this is the corn moon and I was like what's the astrological take on last night's full moon and I went on Chani Nicholas who's an astrologer that I really admire Chani I think she actually goes by and wanted to understand her take on the full moon in Pisces and this portion of what she wrote about really hit home because Pisces is known as like the dreamer energy And so now entering this phase, what does it mean? And one portion she wrote about, it was just that rest. Rest restores our ability to think, to feel, to know ourselves. Rest brings awareness. Capitalism fetishizes a kind of numbness that requires us to labor um, for the very thing that keeps us from accessing our power. Yeah. And hint, hint, this is going to be kind of tied to our culture rec. There's so much that we work to escape in creating patterns of busyness. We work to escape feeling sometimes, right? What is actually bringing you energy? Are you enjoying the things that you're working on? You're just doing them. So it's beautiful to be aware in that moment. I was like, okay, what I was doing in this past week, though it may not have felt productive, I became hyper aware of what I enjoyed and what I did not enjoy and shifting more so towards doing more of what I enjoy to being more productive around things that I enjoy is the way and that's the beauty of this time that I've had and had the privilege the luxury of it is to be aware of the higher level of consciousness and access that we have um when we're allowed when when it's truly like a privilege so many of us are in just survival mode and it's really hard to get above that um it's just hard to get above the place where you feel forced to do things and and you're actually operating from a place of love and pleasure and so resting taking care of ourselves is one great way to get to that place to be more aware of how we're feeling and we don't have to emotionally shut down to be productive I think it's honestly a bad habit it's truly the norm to be in hustle grind mode and it's unfortunate because um, it's distracting from understanding your internal state and it's also really hard to switch on your internal 
state of love and, and state of feeling and state of closeness and intimacy with people when you're so shut down on a regular basis because of the work that you do and it just requires you to get through so yeah always this push pull it's just not it's not in alignment it's really not in alignment um and there's yeah just a paradox in general when it comes to most workplaces they want you to be innovative creative perhaps in the work that you do your your people want you to operate at a higher level constantly people would love for you to grow and give your fullest self and be so dedicated but tackling um that type of a lot of work in that way requires room for contemplation room to get to creative room and space of downtime and so with that we'll be exploring in this episode really how to make a schedule that's conducive to support more of that creation time um, because we're aware of how we're fitting in more of the manager time and vice versa so let's get into what that looks like As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So I'm going to be taking us through five things, considerations to take into account when exploring how to make a schedule that best supports your working style. And the first step in this is actually understanding what your working style is. So number one is, which is more you? the maker or the manager one which one do you enjoy being more so and then two based on your creative or work output which one makes the most sense which one are you leaning more into if you're doing a lot of creative work definitely usually more the maker's time need more time for flow state innovation things of that nature if you're doing a lot more management of people management of emails admin definitely more on the manager's schedule style but the manager's schedule, and I'm looking at rescuetime.com, um, this blog, which has some really helpful guidance. Feel free to check it out. Um, they talk about, yeah, the manager's schedule being way more broken up. When you are in the manager's schedule, you are cutting your hours into maybe even smaller intervals. You're cutting a lot of time into scheduling, into quick response, into... Um, emails, administration, think of it in the typical way. And then for maker schedule, this is heads down. So how does it feel for you to be heads down and work? Do you enjoy that? Do you need like eight hour intervals? It's very typical that in the maker schedule, half a day, usually an entire half a day to actually get into flow state, to work through something. Maybe you're programming, maybe you're writing, maybe you're doing something creative where you're going out and shooting and you need ample time to not be rushed in your process. And so, yeah, figure out which one feels best to you, which one you enjoy more. 
Um, and that is helpful. Um, and then also just having understanding that it's very necessary to probably do both in your life. Maybe you even have people who are managing a lot of your admin and you still have to do some level of it. So many, I think, ideal daydreams of being creative or an artist is really having a lot more make your schedule. But it's rare to have it completely eliminated from your life. Mm. And it's so typical that people don't work in... Even if they are makers, they don't work in that schedule because life is kind of interfering with our, our, it's like technology is really interfering with our ability to work to the best of our abilities many times. It feels like people can show up and access you at any time they want because they can call you, email you, text you, DM you. It's easy to get distracted with outreach from others. And it's a lot easier when you're more autonomous, but even still, no one is an island unto themselves, as John Doe, the poet, quotes. So first, understanding which one you are craving and desiring more so, um, which one does your work require you to be more so, have that in mind. Now comes the key point. Number two is how can you break your week into makers versus managers time? So... Yeah, it was a big transition for me to go from working big corporation, collaboration on everything, lots of and lots of meetings, to individual contributor. I personally absolutely loved it. It was amazing to have these really long swaths of time that are unfilled with managerial problems and dilemmas and fire drills. However, not all of us are given that luxury. Um, maybe you do have a little bit more of that with maybe a transition to working from home or a transition in other ways but actually identifying what days of the week make most sense for you to have deep work and can you actually hold that time big swaths of time in your calendar for the maker's time can you how can you prioritize that if we want a successful creative life I'm assuming that your priority is on having more creative flow time having more maker's time and so What are the best days of the week for you to fit that in? And maybe more specifically, what are the best times of day for you to fit that in? As I mentioned, I love to do morning flow state things, but maybe that's really different for you. What are the best times of day? When do you feel yourself most in flow state? Hmm. When can you be least interrupted by random interruptions? Maybe less random. Maybe you have children and they have a rhythm and a pattern. So what are the best times based on the world around you to actually hold the time for making, for really getting into deep creative flow? And actually write it down. Can you calendar it? Can you... Make note of it in other ways. Set a reminder for yourself. Even if it's just a one day a week thing, Sundays are sacred. Sundays are sacred and have it be known to all the people in your life, etc. that Sundays are your sacred flow time. And inevitability is that despite your calendaring, despite all that stuff, there's always going to be cases where that deep work time is interrupted by urgent and important things. Everything is urgent and everything is quite important. 
Um, but at least setting the precedent of having it marked out will be helpful in you pr- protecting that time and setting the expectations with yourself and those around you to actually be okay to do meaningful work then. Number three, have a separation. Actually have a separation between when you're making and when you're managing. So with the managing stuff, I'm assuming whenever you're not making, it's truly management time. Truly, Management time is pretty much the always-on style of being, which is so common. I'm not even sure if I need to speak to it. But have a clear separation between maker's time and manager's time. Maybe that separation is lunch, right? So if you're in flow state all of the morning, really in your creative flow, and then you have lunch, and then you enter manager time. Really getting down to being back in the world, catching up on emails, all the things. Or maybe it's really different. Maybe it's a few days of the week that you're very clear are fully for managing. You wake up, uh, you get right into it. I don't know, whatever's best for you. I highly recommend taking care of yourself. It is your first priority each day. Um, I think that it helps us restore perspective on what matters which is our well-being, so that we can be available um, in larger ways and larger capacities. If you don't or if you can't commit full days for making each week, you can still split you know, your time between the making and managing in one day. That's totally fine. What works best for you? Some people find that actually fitting in office hours for instance, between even a a making day can be helpful. So having an interval um, that's dedicated to emails every three hours and calendar that out or um, other things to that effect where you're okay jumping on social media during certain times. My experience with social media lately, what I've been doing is I'm not allowed to be on social media to myself um, an hour before bed an hour before I wake up but it usually flows into way more time than that I try not to get on social media until the um noon and that tends to be a little bit more or less the case and what yeah it's just so helpful because once I actually get onto Instagram for instance and I take a look at something then it flows into another thing and then another thing then I look at TikTok then I check my emails and I check this and then I'm like what about LinkedIn and I'm spread across all of these social platforms and I'm looking at all these comments and emails and it's draining me of energy. Uh, I don't get tons of energy back from social media. It takes more than it gives in my experience. What gives me energy is time with myself and time creating. And so that's why the prioritization is to makers, to more makers time and more deep phone calls with close friends and spending time with loved ones, etc. So with that, um, as far as the breaking up of separation of making versus managing, are you okay to do that? When are your office hours maybe? So you have dedicated time where people know they can contact you. When are your not office hours where people know they cannot reach out to you? Um, Are you okay just writing that down and being really clear on it? The key is to really just set and stick out your expectations and really let everyone know what your schedule is let yourself know be okay with it um 
be okay to check out. I highly recommend taking all notifications off under do not disturb mode um, and allow yourself to be immersed when you are immersed. There's also a level of context switching that you might experience from one mode to the other. Um, maybe it's just like speaking to a room of children versus speaking to a room of adults. You know, when you're in playtime and creative mode, you might operate quite differently than you are um, in showing up as your professional self, in interacting with people, etc. And so being aware of that, I think, tends to be quite helpful. Number four is, yeah, rituals, enjoying rituals of things. How can you really take pleasure in the rituals of your time? No matter what your schedule, there's always going to be friction um, between the maker's and manager's time. That's the beauty of life. Some of that friction, some of that contradiction. Uh, but how do we juggle it? Getting better at juggling it uh, helps us in so many ways because life is always going to be a game of juggling. It's always, a full life is really dynamic, hopefully. Hopefully. And so, you know, you can either do it like it's a big chore or you can do it like it's part of the dance, as Ram Dass says. Routines are what we've been talking about in setting specific days or times where you are holding maker time, manager time. And that really should be sacred. It shouldn't be touched. On the other hand, rituals really help us transition into that maker mode, really help us be okay with getting down to business. And so I've been such an advocate for morning routines in that way understanding what few self-care practices wellness practices help get you into that state of being okay with just hearing from one voice that voice being you that voice being the internal validator that you are to yourself of everything's okay I know you want to reach out see how many likes you got on that last post etc but you know what it doesn't matter the only thing that's relevant is how you feel about yourself in this moment so while the chaos of day will always come in, it's always uncontrollable, really uh, start to overpower our lives sometimes. Holding a ritual helps us maintain a magical element, not let life be mundane. Um, Maya Angelou apparently only wrote in small hotel rooms, and Jack Kerouac was known to touch the times nine touched the ground nine times before starting his creative work um or beethoven counted to <laughs> counted 60 coffee beans for his daily brew before even getting started this is tr coming from the rescue time blog so please don't quote me if these are untrue but i believe it it's so handy to have our little quirky rituals, our little, um, however you want to see them. Maybe they look a little magical, mystical, woo-woo, creepy. Apply everything that you can think of under the sun um, that people could externally identify these practices as, uh, but feel no shame. Uh, it's just such a beauty in creating our own rituals and our own, yeah, ways to approach getting into an internal state that serves us to make things that are beautiful, innovative, creative, etc. Have no shame in the way that you approach that. Have no shame in your need to create some sense of control in your life. Um, that's completely natural. Self-preservation. 
Which brings us to the last piece when it comes to how to make your schedule, um, make a schedule that best suits your working style. Number five is really enjoy, play, enjoy the flow state. So I think one of the biggest inhibitors from people actually allowing any maker's time in their schedule is feeling guilty for feeling pleasure. It's feeling guilty for enjoying the state of being batshit crazy, from being quirky, from being playful, from not taking ourselves seriously. It feels selfish. It feels indulgent maybe to hold time to be like, I'm going to do this kooky thing. I'm going to get down and dirty with this fun idea. I'm going to see how far this rabbit hole goes. Maybe that's waking up in the morning and sketching for hours and hours and hours and making still life sketches of everything in your house, everything under the sun. It just came to you as an idea. Maybe it's taking clothing from your closet and cutting it up and seeing how you can redesign and re-sew things and items and pieces that you didn't want to wear previously into things that you love to wear. Maybe it's waking up and doing journaling and writing until you feel you're entering a trance state. The other day I was listening to this woman speak who's run of the writers on Black Lady Sketch show an HBO show and she was talking about having exactly that time and it's so common for a lot of writers to have that time where it's like complete do not disturb mode time because initially when you're starting in the process of writing and I've experienced this too it doesn't come naturally it doesn't feel good and then maybe it's an hour maybe it's 20 minutes and it but you start climbing up the hill and it starts to feel good almost like a runner's high initially when you start running it's like so much resistance your body is tired and then there gets to a point when I'm running where I don't feel it's not that like my legs are so numbed out and maybe they are who knows but you get the adrenaline you get the endorphins um, and things are really moving into flow state and that's a beautiful place to get to and we should enjoy having reached that state instead of pulling ourselves out constantly being like oh we shouldn't we shouldn't spend too much time here like we've done enough you know we're really cutting ourselves off from accessing so much creative power from harnessing so much powerful energy manifestation energy creative flow energy innovative energy and so yeah reflect on the times that you do that reflect on the times that you've pulled yourself out from entering that flow state reflect on how it feels when you start to enter it take notice of what it feels like when you actually start going down that path What are some signs and indicators that you're starting to enter runner's high of creative flow or whatever you want to call it or name it? Allow yourself it. Don't feel guilty for it. Life will interrupt you, believe me. And with that, let's get into our culture rec. So as I alluded to in the beginning of the episode, when I want perspective on life, on why I feel the way that I feel, sometimes I go to astrology. It helps me enter more of the maker's flow. Maybe we'll consider it a quirk or a ritual. Now it's fairly normalized to be into astrology, but Chani Nicholas's website is quite a gem. And in this article, Horoscopes for the Full Moon in Pisces, she she mentioned some really great things that are probably more personal than astrological at all. So I admire her as a thought leader. 
and that's why I recommend checking out her work and this article specifically. In it, she says, full moons give us insight into our personal and collective movements and how they've added up over time. Uprises don't occur in an instance. They are waves in an ocean of them, endlessly wearing down the infrastructure that breeds systemic violence. If Pisces can teach us anything, that it's a need to stay fluid to best serve the situation. Dream in motion. Imagining a world that doesn't function on supremacy is the greatest departure from this reality um, that we can take and the only one that will help us survive this crisis of consciousness we are in. Dictators and their supporters believe that they can do anything. Be in office indefinitely, be as corrupt as possible, be above reproach. If they don't have a problem buying into their own fantasies, as radical as radical as they are, why shouldn't we buy into ours? Yeah, I just truly love, um, I think, the concept of dreaming in motion, and that's flow state, that's maker's schedule, um, and our lack of allowance for ourselves to indulge in the process of dreaming of a better way of working, dreaming of a better way of living, dreaming of our expansiveness and allowing more love to exist in our world and our society, etc., I think comes hugely from existing in a structure which is really deeply rooted on always being in the manager schedule, always being pretty unconscious and heads down, getting things done, and working to satisfy most likely, yeah, 1% objectives or these days, point zero 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 one percent who knows? Um, but I think what's beautiful about astrology, what's beautiful about maybe our own quirks, our own practices, our own rituals, is they get us into a state of being okay with not accepting normalcy. And to recap what the how-tos were for how to make your schedule in the best way to support your working style. One was really, yeah, identify which one is more you, which one you enjoy more, which one you prefer, which one suits your work output. Two, break your week into, and your day into, makers or manager time. Be really clear on which is which one's occurring one. Three, have a separation between making and the managing because it's so hard to do the code switching. It's code switching completely to be in a state of pleasure and flow, hopefully, in the maker schedule. To be always on, to be really responsive, to be in the matrix. And then four, keeping the rituals, right? So one of my rituals totally is like astrology, wake up in the morning, go on a run, self-care, all of these wellness practices to help me root into myself and get into a state where I can then enter whatever mode I am, whether makers or managers. And then five, actually allow pleasure, actually allow joy, actually allow love of being in a flow state, of being in maker schedule. I think one of the biggest inhibitors to having more creative of a life is allowing ourselves to have more of a creative life, allowing ourselves to exist in more pleasure than... um, than we do currently allow because there's always the impediment of obligation. Um, we always are in this state 
in the U.S. especially, um, and any on so many places and so many countries who created these governments where survival is so common, uh, actually reaching a place to be able to survive takes most of our lifetime, and once we reach that stage, then you probably need to retire. <laughs> It's probably like you're 60-something and it's time for retirement, apparently. So don't feel wrong for indulging in pleasure during during any point in your life. It's not allowed. It's, it's definitely deemed unacceptable. Um, and that's why the wheel needs to be reinvented. And the new normal needs to exist. The new normal of allowing more flow state and allowing more pleasure to be integrated into life. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that this was helpful to you to think about the makers versus managers time. I know it's a little bit of a light overview, but hopefully at least it's a catalyst for you to do some more investigation on what that looks like, figure out what days of the week work best for you, what times of day work best for you, how you actually want to be working in what mode. And this is just a kickoff point. As always, want to hear how your creative journeys are going, share an update as a voicemail to anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message. You can find me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram, follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You're no starving artist. So grateful to be learning, growing, and uh, indulging in our maker's life with you. I appreciate you.